Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're rolling, man. We're rolling, dude. Hey, welcome. You don't feel it? I feel it. Oh, I feel it. I totally feel it. Hey, welcome to Going Off Track. I'm Jonah. I'm Brad. What's up? <laughs> I'm not really rolling. No? I mean, I guess we're rolling tape, but it's virtual. That's an old, you know, recording term, rolling. We're rolling. Because, you know, in the old days, they used to actually roll tape. Jonah, you're so distracted. It's just, I'm feeling so alone here. I know, you're right. I'm sorry, Brad. <laughs> Are you having band problems, dude? Because they'll be resolved by the time this comes out, so you can talk about it now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're taping this probably a month in advance. <clears throat> because yes. we're trying to, you know, fill our quota of podcasts before um, we take off the holidays. Because that's what we're doing here at Going Off Track. Yes, we're, we're leaving. The- going, we're leaving Rubber Track Studio. And finding a new home. Yes. Which is actually a good thing. It is a good thing. Um, scary, but good. It's not scary. Uh, so. Brad likes to try to tell me how to feel all the time. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, I do it to my wife too. She fucking hates yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Uh, we didn't really talk about your hat before. <laughs> got my winter hat on. Does it feel comfy? I have short hair. My head gets cold. Uh, yeah, I like it. I actually like it. It's very soft. Yeah, I have a friend who always would, you know, he would always give himself a buzz cut, like, late, in the, you know, like in the late fall because then it was hat head season. Yeah. You know, it's like most people, they cut their hair, cut their hair off for summertime. Right. You know, you're swimming and it's hot. Yeah. He would do the opposite. This guy sounds like a real rebel. <laughs> Chris Sherrington. Chris Sherrington. Great guy. Sounds like a cool dude. He's a good guy. Owns Black and White on 10th Street. You should go there, hang out. Been there many times. Have some drinks. Lisa Brownlee. Yep. You'll find Always Lisa wants to go there. there. Lisa, yeah. Um, yeah, so what else is going on, Brad? What is going on? A lot of big things, but we've talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we've been through it all. Um, today on the podcast, uh, we have Frankie Arrow and James DeWeese from uh, Death Bells. Frank was in a very serious van accident in October, uh, really shortly after we recorded this podcast. And uh, those guys are back home now and are recovering. And so we want to uh, send some well wishes out to Frankie Arrow and the patients and all those guys. Um I think they're I think they're doing better, but that's I mean that's got to be one of the scariest things yeah. to go through, yeah. especially I think it happened in Australia, like being away from home. Yeah. Um, so glad to hear those guys are doing better. Please, please support Frank Aaron and the patients. They just put out a new record called Parachutes. You can pick up now and Death Spells, um, their album Nothing Above Nothing Below is out also out now in Vagrant. And uh, if you're interested in James, uh, he's still touring with the Ghetto Kids. You know, they just played around here, and uh, 
I think he's also working on some new Reggie and the Full Effect stuff, according to his Instagram. So, uh, yeah, and James, you know, Frank's been on the podcast before. He's on our live podcast. So We're definitely uh, friends. Friends of the podcast, and I saw sure. Frank and James had this Despels record coming out, and so um, they're both touring a lot kind of separately and together, and so we had them come in. They got to try this WWF belt you guys have here. <laughs> Oh, we, that's right. We goofed off a lot, and yeah, uh, look for that on Instagram. Look for yeah, <laughs> look for that on Instagram. Frank posted a photo, and it got more likes than I think people. The amount of people that have ever listened to this podcast, <laughs> he has the most hardcore fans. So I'm sure a lot of them are listening to this, being like, "Yeah, we don't know who you weird guys are. We just want to hear Frank talk and James. We don't care." So to those people. <laughs> Kind Merry of, Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> We're kind, gonna stop talking. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> kind of rude, but uh, I get it. And uh, without any further ado, let's get into it with Despels, Frankie Arrow, and James Deweese. How can they not honor the warranty if you bought it from Amazon? I don't get That's, that. And with Amazon, you have thirty days from the company to return it. Other than that. They That's don't crazy. It. So it's like, it's like, it's not expensive. It's like $300, but still it's $300. Yeah, it's like, totally. Would you buy another one and then just return the old one when you get the new one? That's a fucking awesome idea. That's a really awesome good idea. idea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that That's is a great idea. A really good idea. Yeah, I've done that before. Yeah. I've, I've never been shit. smart enough Hold to on. think of doing something like that. I'm going to write that, that down. You're going to write that down? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, i got so much going on, I'll forget it. Right. It's going to be wait, I buy this new one, <laughs> yeah. then I return the then new I have one. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you got to. Yeah, there's, I mean, when there, there's a will, there's a way on that shit. Yeah, that's true. Um, I just got your text. What does it say? I don't know. Okay. I really want to know what this note you're writing yourself. Order a new road <laughs> NT1. It says yeah. Okay. And return the broken one. Like a month later, you think? I would just do it like immediately. Like, yo, this mic's yeah. fun. I mean, it looks brand new. Like, I only used it like three Perfect. times. That's even better. Yeah, the no Reg demos, none of them have Please vocals, so I haven't used it. I used to have the best scam when I was in high school. I would go to um, Walden Books, and there would always Ooh. be like, buy four hardcovers, get a fifth free, and they'd be like clearance books. Right. And I would, you can't do it anymore, but I would buy like five hardcover books for like 20 bucks, and then I'd go to Borders and return them and be like, I don't have a receipt. I got these all as a gift. And they'd be like, okay, well, we can only give you store credit. Perfect. And I'd be like, great. And then they would have like a full CD store. Yeah. So I would like spend 20 bucks on books and get like, I'd buy, like, import CDs. Like, I was buying, like, $25 Gigi Allen imports. That's great. That's awesome. It was the best. And then, except I got... I went there once... You got with, caught? Well, I was, started using a fake ID. because wow. I, Oh. I they were on to you? I had a fake ID, and I started getting paranoid because they would take your name down every time. Uh, and I was like, maybe they're going to see my name popping up so much. And I was just paranoid. And I went, and I brought up my fake ID. I was returning this book, and my friend's sister was working there. Oh. Uh, and the, the ID said my name was Paul Calamia. I remember, and this girl's doing my return, and his sister was a manager, and she goes, hey, Jonah, what's up? And I was like, hey, and the girl was like, the ID says your name is Paul, and I was like, oh, yeah, and then I was like, oh, you know what? I have to go to my car. I forgot something, and, and I just walked out. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a call from my friend that night. He's like, dude, Dawn said you went to Borders, tried to return something with a fake ID, and then she said hi, asked you about it, and you just took off, and I was like, oh, yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> that wasn't me. That was Paul. Yeah. <laughs> And then after that, I just stopped doing it. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a good scam, though. It was great. I mean, like, it, it was a really good... Because I was also like, Borders can turn around and sell these books, theoretically. 
Like, and I was, well, I was like, I don't, what if I did get right. these books and I they thought they were from there and return? Like, I was like, yeah. I wasn't sure if I was doing anything actually illegal. Probably not. I mean, it was a gray area, but now you need yeah. a receipt to get anything, I think. Yeah. Well, I feel like now, too, stores, like, will, they have a, a special code on their UPCs that lets them know if it's from their store. Oh, really? Yeah. I know Macy's does that. Interesting. Like that. Yeah, because I felt like towards the end, and again, this was like 15, 20 years ago, I felt like they were like, you didn't buy this from us. Right. Like, yeah. And I would be like, I think they're just saying that because they can tell them lying, but maybe right. they, they probably <laughs> they probably can do that now. I think now they can. Really? I'm pretty sure that now they can. Because like they can also tell you if you got something online. Like, if you buy... Say like a mixer or something from like you know like music equipment from like Amazon, and then you go try to return it to like say like Guitar Center or something like that. They'll tell you no. That's, really? Yeah, they'll yeah, tell yeah, you that, that you got not, it on Amazon. Yeah. I uh, I a few years ago lost a library book, and uh, I went online to research it, and people were like, all these parents are like, my daughter lost a library book. Like, can we just buy one on Amazon and return it? And then all these other parents were like. You need to teach your daughter responsibility. <laughs> like she yeah. needs to pay the full price for that book. Like it was so funny. I was like, I'm just gonna like pay for this book. Like, but yeah, people get so like judgmental. What are library costs now though? Like for like a full like if you just so lost the book. This is actually silver. interesting that you asked that. I I was like, it's gonna be so much money, and then I, they were like, it's just a price that's in the jacket. Like it was like 15 bucks. Oh, it wasn't okay. bad at all. That's not bad. Yeah. However, at the same time, I feel like libraries these days, at least, get a lot of books like on donation. Yeah. So that's true. That's still kind of shitty. Yeah. You know? How do they even make money, though? How do libraries? They don't. <laughs> I mean, that's why. I've been to a library since I was probably twelve. <laughs> I, used, I, was, I had a like, big gap of not going to libraries until like my kids were born, and then my mother-in-law was like, "Oh, well, let's take them to the library." I was like, "The library? <laughs> What's there?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But now it's like yeah, computers but now, and. But it's kind of rad now. Like they really enjoy it. They have one at their school and stuff like that. They like they love like going and like you know. It makes them want to read and then return another book and shit like that. Like it's like it it definitely instills like an excitement in reading for them. But like, who goes to a library? I don't know. My kids and like four old people. Yeah. <laughs> that's really about That's it. Exactly. Is it. Is it hard yeah. to get kids to read now? Because like growing up, like we had TV, obviously, but I didn't right. have like iPads and all this. Like it seems like there's yeah. so much cool shit out there for kids. Like it'd be like books. There's a hundred channels of learning yeah, right. shows for kids on totally. all day, like where we would have like local programming that would do like uh, <clears throat> Electric Company and like Sesame Street and but that was and like Reading Rainbow, like yeah, you know, but that was kind of it. Yeah, totally. And now it's like there's a thousand shows on every yeah. morning through like four hundred channels that are educational shows for kids, and it's some of them are pretty awesome, but some are and some are just like you know. Total mind-numbing bullshit. Well, some like, of them you know, are that have the crazy animation that's like, what is this? Yeah. Like, You know what's weird is like PBS Kids is like actually has some really great shows. Oh, yeah. Like, shows that like if I didn't have kids, I'd probably still watch. <laughs> <laughs> like, they have this thing called Odd Squad that's fucking oh, yeah, hilarious. Yeah, have you cool. seen that? It's oh, yeah. really funny. <laughs> yeah. It's funnier than some of the shows that I've seen that are for like adults. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so. pretty, it's kind of bizarre too. Yeah. It'd be a good show if you were... You know, into hallucinogens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I watched a little, <laughs> exactly. Speaking of that, I watched a little bit of that show, Phineas and Ferb. Okay, I've never seen that, that show. That's yeah. like a pretty good cartoon. Yeah. As like an adult, I was like, this is pretty cool. All right. You can this tell like when the writers take a little bit of, like, they're writing it. It's for kids, but yet there's a lot of stuff in it that's for adults. Totally. Because they know totally. that people are going to watch it with their kids or adults that are high are going to watch yeah. it too. <laughs> Seems like there's a lot of crossover with that. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> um, so you guys are both leaving for tour soon. 
Right. And you're going to have to get up kids. Yeah. And then, Frank, you have, I just got a new record from you. Yeah. Um, you have so many projects, I feel like. I feel like I have almost as many as James now. Yeah. I've been ch- I was chasing James for a while, but I think I've tied you. We're tied? <laughs> I think we're tied now. Okay. Because this was not the celebration. This was... This is the patience. The basically, patience. It's, it's still under the moniker, like, uh, you know, it's my solo journey, basically, okay. or like you know, that project. But like, I felt like every time you go into the studio, you're supposed to kind of, you know, reinvent yourself and, and, and change the way you think about music and kind of burn down the past and like do something new, you know? So I feel like the pitfall of that is when you go into the studio and you do that, you come out with something that sounds completely different than the last record. And, uh, and everybody's like, all right, well, it doesn't sound like that band anymore. So I was like, all right, well, if it's going to be my name in front of the band, then every time I can just change the band name. And it's kind of like a new chapter. You know, it's kind of like hitting the restart button. Totally. So this time around, it's uh, instead of Frank Iron the Celebration, it's Frank Iron the Patience. Do you feel like you're more a more patient person now? <laughs> I'm trying to be. Well, that's the thing is, <laughs> I had this idea where I was like, all right, if I bring along a band um, that signifies something that I need my in my life at that time, then that will be like this constant reminder to, you know, like almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so like with the celebration, I felt like I needed this, um, this celebratory uh, party to come along with me so that it would kind of take away from the fact that I didn't know what I was doing as like a front man. I didn't feel comfortable in that position. And I thought, like, all right, well, I'm just going to bore everybody if I don't bring, like, this this something, you know, bombastic with me. And, and now, like, I've realized, I've come, you know, come to, to terms with that that job or that position, right, of being this front man and kind of, like, being able to, I don't know, uh, entertain or, or, you know, keep the interest of a crowd and not have to be, like, this quintessential thing that i thought in my head that a front man was supposed to be like this laughable character and um and so i don't feel like i need the the celebration anymore what i do need though is the ability to kind of take a step back and appreciate like the moment uh because i feel like i i at least for me i'm i've been very much um at fault for kind of thinking 25 steps ahead and worrying about like what's coming next what's coming next and kind of pushing the present to you know away yeah, and I just don't want that anymore. I think you know, like, the older I get, and all those cliches of like you know having kids and you know and how how time passes and stuff like that. It's 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 so cliche because it's true, you know. And uh, I just I don't want to I don't know, I don't want to be like eighty uh, in a hospital bed somewhere, like wondering what the fuck happened to to the time that I I had here, you know. So. um I'm trying to be a little bit more conscious, at least. So you're still thinking way ahead. I'm still thinking. Yeah. I'm thinking way ahead. That when I'm talking, you're thinking about Yeah, you're going so to the to, end of the road well, if you, completely. Yeah, it's kind of meta if you think about it, right? Because like, yeah, I have that, so I'm trying to go back in the back to the future. To I'm right. I'm yeah. I'm, J, I'm you're Jay thinking Foxing. about what you're going to think about then. Yes, about I've written right myself now. a letter that I can't open until then. But now I've, I know it because Eat I read shit. it then. Eat shit. <laughs> Young Frank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Call me my dad. <laughs> now, would, would it be an email or would it be a physical letter? Ooh, well, who knows by then? It's probably just, it just I just be thought a, it. A brainwave yeah, I just that you it. can open and when you're gone. 80 years old and, and you're <laughs> there. floating it's a hospital in the sky. You can't access. <laughs> and letters will be like vinyl. The kids will be into them. <laughs> and maybe by then you'll end up living, they'll be like 80. You still got like 80 more years. No, not the way I'm living. Take these pills. <laughs> Drink, drink this juice. Oh Jesus! Do it. Do we, should we bring that up? I loved it yes. yesterday. It was really funny. <laughs> Please. So, all right. So, this the past uh, the past two weeks of, or three weeks, I guess now uh, were really crazy for me. Like 
we announced the record. I went. Uh, we did. We did Riot Fest together, right? So James and I, we flew down to to Denver. We did Friday Death Bells. Saturday we did the Patience. Sunday we came. We went home to Jersey. I came home, and then like my kids had their first day of school, so like I stayed home for that. The next day I left, and I flew to Paris. And then we did like I did press all day, and then acoustic performances, and then we took the train to London, did the same thing all day that day. Then flew to Amsterdam, did the same thing that day, and then flew to Berlin, did the same thing that day with like a couple of like double headers in in the mix. And then flew home, and then the next day left and drove to Indianapolis. I did a double header. Uh, Death Spells and Patience show, and then Saturday we did a Death Spell show, and then Sunday I did a doubleheader Patience shows at Riot Fest, and then driving home we played Columbus, and we did a Death Spell set and a Patience set, and I got home and I was fucked, <laughs> like I had <laughs> no voice, I was done, I couldn't even I couldn't even move, talk or anything like that, so I was like, all right, I need to I need to get healthy, I need to like figure out how I'm going to do like the next tour because I'm leaving on Tuesday for Australia. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get my flu shot so I don't get a flu, and then I'm going to do this juice cleanse. <laughs> so I set up this, like, three-day juice cleanse, and um, I got the flu shot the day before, and then I, had, I still was kind of feeling sick from, from that last tour. I just got my voice back. I got the flu shot, and then I started the juice cleanse, and then, uh, was it yesterday? yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. Like, my wife, like... She, she was like, you fell asleep at 5 p.m. yesterday, didn't wake up until now, I'm driving you to the diner and you have to eat something, because <laughs> I had lost, like, nine pounds in two days. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I just, I was, I had, like, sweats, but I was really cold, but I was really hot, like, it was fucked up, dude. So, yeah, I almost killed myself. When I <laughs> Is that how they work, though? Like, I... I guess Brad does them pretty regularly. Whoa. I was gonna do Good one... Good for you. I was gonna do one this week, and then I, like, had... I don't know what happened. I think I was getting a cold or something. I just was really right when I because I usually ease into them, you know. Uh-huh. But like, I'll just, it, it's I'll not good to do bread. like when you're already sick, right? I don't think so right. because yeah, I don't think it's. You don't I thought just maybe like you would like those. flush it out, you know? That yeah. didn't happen. I, I when I was younger, when I first started <laughs> doing them, uh-huh. like I would just yeah, I would just jump into a juice, go from cheeseburger to the next day, like right, yeah. yeah. But, like, now I found, like, I'll ease into them. Like, I'll take, like, four days. I'll stop eating, like, bread, okay. no coffee, no booze. That was the worst part, I felt like, was the no coffee, yeah, no booze. Yeah, you got to like- get off that shit because you're going to get, like, headaches and stuff anyway. Yeah. It's because you're you're detoxing. The idea is to detox, detox your body. Right. So, um, yeah, you want to get off coffee and, and kind of get, you want to start to feel good before you start doing it. And that then it's fucking great. Like, the last one I did, man, it was I powered through like I fuck. I took like five days to ease into it. I stayed on the full five days of wow. the juice fast, and then I was, I actually went halfway through the sixth day. And my wife was finally like, "Fucking eat something." <laughs> She's sick of like right. me sitting down to eat with like a big glass of juice. <laughs> but um, and then I eased out of it. And like the cool thing is, is like once you get in that head, you're like it's easy to like eat well, right? You know? So like then I ate well for. And she she hated me because yeah I dropped like ten pounds in like a week right. essentially because yeah it's crazy I can do that it's like I, naked and afraid yeah <laughs> right yeah <laughs> if oh, I stop man. drinking and don't eat bread and stuff I can do that pretty quickly anyway yeah. but yeah with the fast I wonder if this right if you think that you're powering through it like you're you're on your sixth day you're doing great you're fucking totally cleansed out and like meanwhile like the outside world can just see you just like hobbling around like all wretched <laughs> and gross like trying to kill people <laughs> like, but you don't pasty. have the strength to do it. <laughs> Like, yeah, man, I'm great, like a junkie. Yeah, yeah, junkie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you're great, and everybody yeah. else is like, something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Who's like Nosferatu meets crack, <laughs> right? basically. Yeah. That's how I felt like I was. Okay. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> had, you guys, had you guys done a lot of Death Spell shows in the past? Or when did you? Just oh. recently. Yeah. Yeah. We did. I mean, we did a tour. But I mean, we didn't. It wasn't very long. It was like seven days back okay. in 2014 in uh, mm-hmm. April. How did how did this thing come? Because obviously, I how, did you guys know each other before you joined my Chemical Romance? We knew or, each other. Okay. We've known each other since like 2003. Okay, yeah. and uh, I met them. They agreed to come out on tour with Reggie. Okay, um, Reggie was doing Under the Tray, and uh, they were doing uh, the Bullets record, and we toured together for like a month. And just all got to know each other really well, and had—I mean—that tour was party, yeah, the, every day. Fun, like, I can imagine. Yeah, it was pretty wild. But I—I I, I lost eight thousand dollars on that tour. <laughs> That's how much of a party it's it on was. juice. Yeah, <laughs> all on juice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, everybody drank juice on that tour. <laughs> but, um, like, so we've—you know—we've been friends for a long time. Like Reggie's gone out with my cam. Um, just have always stayed in touch and stuff. And then, you know, after they asked me to come do the keyboards for my chem, you know, we, that was like the last seven years. That was January 2007, basically. And then was there all the way until the end in 2013. And we'd lived together in North Hollywood working on the final MCR record. And decibels kind of came from that. Okay. Where we were kind of stuck, like, you know, the band was sort of like just you could tell like things weren't going like smooth and, and people were just kind of not really into it. And it was just, you know, everybody same thing happened with the get up kids a long time ago when it's like you're on this schedule and you're just working, working, working and you don't give yourself time to like have a, a life outside of the music and a life outside of touring and press and everything like like MCR was doing it, too, or they would go tour like two weeks off and then right into the studio. And this is after, you know, people are Frank's got children, Gerard's got a kid, like, you know, it's just, it's always healthy to take a break, but at the same time, like, we're in the day and age of, like, if you're gone for six months, sometimes you're gone, and people are like, you know, who, what, that band, they're still around, what, it's like, yo, it was only six months, but, um, so we were in North Hollywood, living in an apartment across the street from the studio, and there were a lot of days, like, you know, we would go in and nothing would get done or we would go in and, you know, people wouldn't come in or days that we wouldn't go in. And I had these electronic songs that, you know, from tinkering around on with Logic, trying to learn how to use it and stuff. And it was like, and then I don't remember what, it was like a, a weekend where it was like, you should scream on this. And Frank like listened to it and was like, yeah, yeah. And screamed on it. And we're like, this is great. Like we're, <laughs> we, we could do this. <laughs> like, we don't know what it's going to be yet. Cause neither of us are electronic musicians. I mean, I play keyboards and synthesizers and stuff, but as far as going the whole way into like music, that's just drum machines and synthesizers and like two people on stage, which now I actually love like two person band. All right. <laughs> yeah. Give it a thumbs up by the way. You can't see it. World, but... <laughs> We have no gear. It's Tour amazing. in a jet. Yeah. 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 Nuts. It's amazing. It's like, you know, we loaded in. The first show we did in uh, Glasgow was, am I saying Glasgow right? Danica says I say it wrong. Well, how did she say it? I don't know. She just says I I'm say saying Glasgow. it. Glasgow. Glasgow or is it Glasgow? Glasgow. Glasgow. Glasgow? I say Glasgow, but I say a lot of things fucked up. <laughs> Some of them on purpose. I don't well, know. I guess, it, yeah. Glasgow. 
People are listening Scotland. to this probably. Yeah. Are like, freaking out. like you're stop saying every way yeah. you guys are saying it is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, we, the first show when we got to Scotland was like, you know, we're loading in and it took two seconds. Yeah. We're setting like gig bags on the stage where it's like, this is Frank's got a, ca- a road case with pedals and a microphone. We've got a screen, a projector, and I've got like two computers normally and it's just running a video program and then running a dj program and that's it there's only five di lines so it's like it's just fun i mean because it's you know it it it, i totally have respect now for electronic like for djs and stuff like that who admit that like what they do is not really that complicated you know ones that are like when you watch the videos and the, there's like a guy on stage who's faking, <laughs> hitting buttons and acting like he's doing all this crazy stuff, it's like, yeah, you know, you're a disgrace. But <laughs> to the ones who are like, hey, you know, this, yeah, we're not like on stage remixing things and doing this. Like I'm just up there kind of pressing play, maybe blending a few things together. It, but it's a great time. It's like, I'm on that. It, yeah, that's right. It is. It's a Real, fun time. Yeah. I have a, it's interesting you say that because I feel like, you're someone, obviously, like, I keep thinking of you as, like, the new member in the Get Up Kids, the guy from Coalesce. Yeah. Um, which is, like, insane to think. 19 years later. Yeah, yeah. I'm always like, Red Letter Day, that's, like, new Get Up Kids. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, for me, I get very judgmental about that kind of stuff. And especially as you guys, like, someone who plays a lot of instruments has been doing this for a long time. I'm always like, this isn't real music. If other people are, like, writing their, like, pop music, like, I'm like, other people write the songs. These people just have good genetics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't actually play an instrument. Like, I get really... Not like, I don't know. It's interesting that you can have that open minded kind of view because I get very like, I'm like, if you can't, if you're not physically doing this and you're not like legit. No, I agree with you. Like, it's it's hard to like see how popular it's become where it's like, you know, even doing like Brooklyn Emo Night and stuff, DJing it. It's like kids are going ape shit. Yes. To, okay, first of all, this has been going on in Europe for a long time. Because you would go to like a bar after a show, and there there's a guy playing corn on a CD, and there's a mosh pit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like, it's funny. There's so there's many like, like you know disco loadouts, right? Like you play the show, and the amount of kids come to see your show, and then there's this fucking huge yeah, yeah, massive yeah, 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 line yeah. outside waiting <laughs> for that dude with the corn CD yeah. <laughs> to come in. Like, and like, like holy shit. You know, and, no and one like, else has a like, corn this CD? Is all I had to do is <laughs> buy a corn CD? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's amazing. It's, I remember the first time I went into it, like, in Wales, went into this club, and it was, like, an after show, and they were playing, like, Yellow Card, and people were, like, moshing. And, like, a guy jumped on stage and, like, dove off, and his, like, eight friends carried him around the bar, and it was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> And now we have it in America called Emo Night. And yeah. I mean, hey, look, I, I had fun DJing it. I, I had a really good time. And it, it was fun because it's it kind of lends itself to Reggie in the full effect because it's like what I do for fluctuation is just hit space bar on my computer and then dance around on stage and say dumb crap. <laughs> so that was all I did for Emo Night, too. It was like dance. I, that's actually how I split my pants. <laughs> but, um, like I just can't get over like what I think of. When I think of, like, all right, when somebody's like, oh, you're going to do Emo Night, like, I'd be like, oh, all right, so you're going to play, like, Promise Ring. That like, was my mineral. first Emo Night. That was my Blunder like, Night. That's it's, crazy it's that it's not that. I played yeah. Hot Water Music and kids were, like, booing me. <laughs> what the and, like, fuck? I mean, like, the middle finger from, like, kids wearing MCR shirts. I'm like, you! <laughs> like, you're going to boo me? Like, Even you! <laughs> yeah, come on, kid! Well, it's funny. Here, there's actually two Emo Nights. There's, like, the, like, Christy Front Drive, like... 
Texas Ariza Emo okay. Night, and then there's yeah. like the Paramore All Time Low That's brand the one. new Emo Night. That was the second one I did, the one yeah. at Brooklyn Bowl. Yeah, and uh, are they called something different? They're both called. I think they're both called Emo Night. Well, well one's officially Brooklyn. Emo one's Night. Brooklyn. The other one I think is called like Stay What You or it's called. I can't remember. Uh-huh. The other one is is this guy Tom and Brian do, but they've been doing it for a real long time. Okay, but it's yeah. like it's all it's all people like our age, like there's right. you know. Yeah, well, the first one I was told was nineties, yeah. early two thousands. So I was like, this is oh, these are my jams, like going to like <laughs> yeah. play a mineral, like you right. Know, it, it's you put that J Tree compilation. Well, on. And I do it after a Halsey show. Okay, and it was a Halsey like promo show at Webster Hall in the basement, dude. Yeah. I remember oh, this. God. So that she was like 45 minutes over on her time, and I'm parked like, what, a 12 o'clock zone because I was told by my people that <laughs> I would be out of there by midnight. Like, all I need to do is just do the first hour right. of the set, and then Buddy from Census Vale will take over, and then Anthony from Bayside will take over, which should have been like a warning to me. But it was like, wait. <laughs> Buddy from Census Fails not in the nineties emo. Like what <laughs> what are you talking like this dude was born in the nineties. But um so when I got on stage and like, you know, they're trying to flip around the crowd and they start letting in the emo night crowd and I'm seeing all the kids where it's like, yo, these kids are way too young. Like, wow, that'd be awesome if these kids were all like, Boys, it's fire You know, <laughs> like screaming for amazing stuff that I grew up with. Or um, as I'm watching them, it's like I think the, the first thing I played was Hot Water Music, and then I played Boyce It's Fire, and then saw, like, it was like all the middle fingers and people, like, shaking their heads no, <laughs> and just looking at me with such hatred that I played, like, brand new, and everybody went apeshit, yeah. and it was like, oh, okay. And then the best was, I finished my hour, and no one else, there was no gear there. Like, I, I had brought my personal stuff because no one had written me back about gear, and then everyone wanted to use your gear. Everyone had to. Yeah. But, then, but Buddy was, I was like, yo, I'm not leaving. And there was also like a Funkmaster Flex 20 year anniversary party going on upstairs. Yeah, there's always 19 shows at Webster yeah, Hall. Yeah, so like. our, our dressing room was full of all these people that were smoking weed. And it was like, can I get my bag? And no one's answering me. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to get my bag. And I walk in, like, what are you doing in here? And I'm like, technically, this is our dressing room. <laughs> but, you know, I got my stuff. And then I was like, yo, buddy, like, I'm sorry. I'm going to pack my shit up and go. And he's like, yeah, no sweat. He's like, I got this app on my phone. So he plugs his phone in and just starts DJing from his phone, immediately goes to Taking Back Sunday, brand new. And People like, love it. Kids are going ape shit, yeah. like Newfound Glory, which is funny because it's like they're playing Newfound Glory songs that I play on. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and it's like you know you like I want to tell the kids I'm like like hey I play keyboards on this song you know you don't care <laughs> go ahead sing along children <laughs> but they sell out Brooklyn Bowl like yeah Stephen you know. did it with guest DJ with like Fred from TBS who used to be in TV, and I went uh, I don't, some those guys are super nice to me and they're, they're like Alex and, and Ethan I think yeah uh, I, they're they're so nice they're nice and they're really into what they're doing totally but there's something about it to me that just rose me the wrong way and I can't figure out what it is and I don't think it's like a negative intention by anyone nah, yeah I just I just think it's and and I think feel like I'm coming off as so bitter on Soul Podcast, but there's something about like <laughs> being friends with a lot of the bands they play in there, and I'm like, these guys in this band I know are like broke mm-hmm. and have families, and all these kids are paying money, like a cover, to come in and sing along to their songs while you guys hit play, and something about it just seems like 
weird to me. That well, there's weird more people going to the emo night than there are who would go see the band play yes, when they right, come yeah. through yes, and play live. Exactly. And yeah, it yeah. just, yeah, just, it's, I just, yeah, something about it just bugs me. And I don't think it's like a. No, yeah, and it's, it's, I don't think it you should be like saying? something like you, like you shouldn't, you it's don't feel personal no. about those guys. Like, exactly, they're not going to no. do what someone else but is going to do. But it should feel it. fucking weird But to it's you. weird. I yeah. think, and I think a lot of it is like a timing thing. Like, I think it's like we're in this window where like it's nostalgic enough, but it's sort of new enough. And it's like this weird. It's very strange. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's just weird how, you know, it's, it's any other trend where it's just, it's massive right now. Right. And it's all over the United States. Like, I mean, those dudes are getting kind of like the cred for like starting it because they're traveling. Like I think they're, they just did one last night in like Florida. Like they're, they go to Europe and do it. They go to Las Vegas and do it. It's just crazy. I mean, I'm stoked for them because they are super nice guys. And anytime you want to invite me back, I'm always free. But but, even then, like I'm freaking 16 years older than the average kid in the crowd. Right. So that's just weird. And they're looking at me like an emo grandpa. I feel like we went to like misshapes together or something. Yeah, well, see, that oh, was like, <laughs> that was fun though because that was like Def Leppard. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. Pantera. Yeah. Like, yeah, that but was that was probably time. when we were like their age. Yeah. And that was like the cool party. Well, that was 80s parties were yeah. coming out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like 80s parties and metal. So everybody was there having fun. Right. And now it's, which, which so makes sense. Sad. I mean, that like, was the 2000s and then 20 years ago was, was the 80s. So it makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then it moved this quickly into like I'm not crazy. Emo. Fallout boy. <laughs> this is awesome. It's pretty wild. Yeah. It's insane, but hey, good for you guys. I mean, do you still feel sort of connected to that? Like I just read that AP thing, the Black Parade mm-hmm. anniversary thing. I mean, do you still feel kind of connected to that world and that scene, or do you feel like it, it, that does it feel like you were in college like back then and now you're like an adult or like I don't know. I mean it's weird. Like it feels like um, like I see these like you know like magazines that come out and like you know like ten year anniversary. First off, it's like I can't believe that was ten years ago. But then also like I see like you know like these magazines will do like cover CDs of like the the band and stuff. And it's like I remember you know like I'll you know get you know those magazines of bands that like I don't know were like classic bands. And it's like what's that what? magazine in Europe that does that all that enemy that always puts mm-hmm. like a picture of Pink Floyd. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like Led Zeppelin. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, it feels like it should be reserved for those type of bands. I don't know if, like, 10 years is long enough to to say, like, oh, you know, that band is one of those, if My Chem is one of those bands, like, you know what I mean? That feels weird for me to ever even consider, you know what I mean? For us, for me to be like, oh yeah, I was in a classic. Well, band. it makes it seem like you were in like a boy band when you were fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Very like, you know? oh yeah, all the lunchboxes and like, all, all the stuff that we made in our boy band. Now we're gonna play Foxwoods. Right, right. But it's, it's strange. Yeah. Um, didn't it feel like it was just a totally different lifetime ago? It, it does. It feels like it's it was a movie that I watched. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I was thinking because I'm going back to yeah. Malaysia, and I was thinking about the last time we went to like Vietnam and Malaysia and all that, and it was like, how freaking strange! That was that, that was a fucking trip. yeah, that was surreal. It was like yeah. these places that you never think you're gonna. Well, Vietnam, you know, we were, uh, Mike Kim was the first American, American band there in like 30 years. Really? Yeah. When and was that? This was uh, it was on Black Parade. Yeah, right? it was on like, 2008. Yeah. Wow! And yeah. uh, we were invited by the government, and like we played Ho Chi Minh Stadium, and the like their 
government was there. Like they were, right. there's a gigantic picture, like bigger than the stage of Ho Chi Minh. Jeez. And we're like on the stage playing and like, there's all the government officials in their private boxes. And then it was free to the whole city. So it was like 35,000 people in this stadium that was set up just for this show. And at the end of the show, they ran our name on credits on like a video screen. <laughs> yeah. They gave us all bouquets of flowers and we had to stand Holy on the, shit. remember they had to stand on the edge of the stage and basically like hold hands and take a bow. Yeah. It was so weird. Was there anybody else on the bill? Two like oh, yeah, local yeah. bands. That band yeah. that sounded kind of like Europe, but Vietnam Europe. Right. <laughs> Viet- <laughs> Vietnamese Think about that for Europe. a second. <laughs> yeah. Like they were awesome too. Like, oh, you know, great. Yeah. They were on the credits the- as well. I'm pretty sure my credit said Frank Lero. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. How often, how often do you get Frank Lero? Oh, fucking a- any chance anyone gets. <laughs> yeah. The capital I is... Looks it's so really much like an L. For, yeah, well, now, well, I, yeah. Now it's it's an L. Or yeah, it's an I. Yeah, it's like, weird, right? Come on, Apple. <laughs> it's it's all about what people read on the iPhone now. It's yeah, like, I the it's... I and the and the L, lowercase L and capital I are the same. But why character. wouldn't you capitalize the last name? Like if if you if you did see that, I mean, I understand that there's way too many vowels in that in that last name. Because there's a lot. <laughs> of, <laughs> any I don't sense. know if you know this. There's a lot of words these days that start with a small I. Really. Yeah, wow. I, <laughs> I Mike, <laughs> oh, yeah. I jeans, I shoes, right. I, I hoodie, I Eero, right. I, I Eero. <laughs> that could be why. Maybe like the credits of the Rizzo like movie, that. like got yeah. your name wrong, got my name wrong. You know, it, if like, you did that and capitalized the E, you'd be all set. Yeah. That could be the That's way to fair. go. It's a little late to the game, but you know. Yeah, Wait, what, what, was, <laughs> what was the Rizzo movie? Well, we did a song on the, the in the film man with the iron fists oh. and that was actually like our first thing that was yeah kinda, our first yeah like, um, we because we went out to eat dinner with the rizza <laughs> which was amazing that was amazing yeah and um <laughs> yeah could you yeah. could you talk about that a little bit sure <laughs> what's like do you just show up at a restaurant or like how yeah, does it we work showed up yeah. at, at some uh, it's like a sushi restaurant yeah some hip sushi place in la yeah and he that, said he said stuff like this he he, he would say you got your peanut butter and he would hold up one hand and he'd say, and then you got your jelly. And then he would put his both hands together and everybody at the table like, like, that was like with him would go, oh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. It was, it was crazy. such knowledge. Yeah. But, but, and he talks just like he raps. So he sounds like he's rapping when he's talking. It was, it was amazing. I love it. I'm such a huge fan. I love it. Yeah, we, I, yeah. We talked about karate films and Korean yeah. revenge movies. Nice. And, you know, and, and his knowledge of it's pretty amazing. But, uh, so he was making that film, Man with Iron Fists, and asked if we would do a song. Um, and it was for like one of this end fight scene. So, you know, we agreed to do it. And the guy that was doing like all the uh, composing for the film sent us like his idea. And we kind of had to base it off of his idea and kind of work together. Which was funny because we never even met that dude. No. But yeah, it's awesome in the film. <laughs> it works yeah. out great. But uh, so... We did like the demos of it, you know, and, and like the one demo had you screaming on it. Mm-hmm. Um, as me playing drums and like doing all like, and first drum, the first drum tracks on it I did with my fingers with Logic, where it's like I'm hitting, doing the drum tracks, and then uh, Ray came and did the guitars on it. But basically, it's just me, you, and Ray that play on it. I think so. Um, but then when it it came to the the movie, like. Oh, oh, we got to go to, to that house. Yeah, where they like, that was a that was weird. Yeah, there's some 
Hollywood bigwig, like who lived up on top of a mountain, and everything was white in the house. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the house had a full size movie theater attached to it that only had like eight chairs in it and a bunch of couches, and then had a full like surround sound, it's like a, a proper movie theater. So we, and then all these people at computers, and I guess that was where they were like editing the film or something. And so we got to go in and watch the scene with our music in it. And uh, we're standing there, and like Gerard Butler shows up, and it's like Leonidas, <laughs> but you know he's wearing like a jumpsuit, so it's like uh, I'm not gonna bug Leonidas. And then some of the other people that were in the film he just kicks you in the chest. Yeah, yeah. just kicks you in the chest. <laughs> this is this movie. is Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it was very surreal and, and weird. But then the movie came out, and. You know, and the movie's kind of rad if you're in the car. Like, he did a really good job. And it gets to the part, and then you hear the song, and I remember, like, like oh, this is awesome. Like, Kung Fu Fighting, the music that we did, like, cool. And then get to the credits. And I actually got a text from a friend in Kansas City who was saw it at the movie theater, and he was like, yo, he's like, did you, is this you? He's like, it's so close to your name. He's like, and I recognize some of the other names from Mike Kim. He's like, but that's not your name. And it's like, J A M E D E W E S. Where it was like, what? Like, how they messed that up? And then you were Frank Laro. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, they got yeah. everybody else in the band name right. <laughs> of course, like Frank. We're too, Frank you're too ethnic. We're too ethnic. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> told you. Yeah, uh, uh. <laughs> but it, I mean, the overall experience. Just I mean, getting to meet the yeah, Rizzo. Really, having dinner with the Rizzo was worth it. I'm sure. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> that knowledge, man. That that it's, it was like. Did you ever read his book, the uh, the knowledge of the tower? Or, uh, oh shit! Uh, he he did like a like a uh, like a proper like you know like book of you know just wisdom. No. Yeah. Is it good? It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Man. He, he's one of those yeah. people. that's like he is super talented, yeah. and basically everything that comes out of his mouth, you could record and probably put out. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know he he. Plays around on. He knows a lot about like putting music together. Like I don't Super know if smart. he's mm-hmm. like I, I know he's on. The, he's doing that like Banks and Steel tour now, where they're like basically creating soundtrack music every night on stage to like videos. And you know that that's it's pretty awesome. It's kind of like what we do with Death Spells, I guess, except you're screaming. But yeah, yeah but we make yeah. music to videos too. <laughs> we could go on tour together, Rizza. <laughs> You can pay me. You got your RZA, <laughs> and then you got your death spell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, Frank. Laro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, trying to, I'm not a big sushi fan, so I'm trying to remember what I ate that night. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I really yeah, I don't, don't remember. remember. I, a little tempura? I think so. I think it was mm-hmm. all, like, tempura vegetables. There you go. God. See, that even feels like it was a million years ago. It was. In the grand scheme of things, I feel I've done this thing where I keep like thinking about like that feels like another life. And like, I when I think back, like, oh, when I think of the past, I only think of like the past six years. Like, I only think of like, like when my kids were born, like, t- like how you have to report your taxes if, if you get <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> that's only the last, yeah, that's only the last, it's just that's your limitation. That's my memory. <laughs> I just did that, I just was like cleaning out this box, and I was like a like envelopes of receipts from like 2004. I was like, I think I can get rid of this now. <laughs> I, I think so, still yeah. need this. No. The only people that will ask you for it is the state. I've yeah. learned this the hard way like 10 times now. <laughs> they ask the you federal government 
the, the state doesn't have a time. Like, oh, really? Oh. I didn't oh, know that. Oh, really? No. Uh-oh. I thought it was just Uh-oh. six years on everything. No, nope. they say to at least hang on to like six years. I mean, but like if they go back and say, well, you messed up in 2006, so 10 years ago, like how are you going to. Oh, God, I trash but everything. Now, anymore, though, like you could probably find digital records of all that stuff and like because it's not like the bank is gonna like wipe the records from 10 years ago sure right it's right. like on a hard drive in the basement of like some dude's house <laughs> i guess if you had to but jesus sometimes it's like pulling fucking teeth trying to get shit from the bank oh even yeah digitally well, it's I, every year that i have to like you know doing all the the small independent businesses and living in new york has been quite amazing because you know they they keep I'm sure you guys see them too. Are like, oh, New York, like, we've all these incentives to come here and open up yeah. a small business and you know and start like Pay we want to really tax. help the little guy. And this, <laughs> this is what it means to be a New Yorker and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, but since I, you know, since I started mine in 2008, I'm not eligible for any of these discounts or right. any of these breaks. We're like, yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, now nah, we still need full from you. In fact, you know. We're giving all these other people breaks, so we're going to add on, like, another 5%. On the, and we don't even know what your company does. <laughs> what is Emo Day? Yeah. What, <laughs> what the, even, like, filing, we explained it to the IRS. It's like, what is Happy Clown M- Monkey Fudge? No, no. LLC.com. It's like, that's a promoter. What's what? It's like, no, it's, it's okay, what I do for a living is I'm a traveling, yeah, I understand that. No, even in 2016, anything to do with music or art, you're fucked. It's like, how many fucking millions and billions of dollars are generated from music and art, and yet you still have to fight for everything? Oh, we're Mm -hmm. we're basically looking, I mean, even in, you just see the stuff about Chicago where they pass the entertainment tax, where the clubs have to pay like 7% to the city to have anything that's not considered fine arts perform fine arts performances if you're not what? considered fine arts by the city of chicago you have to pay like a seven percent tax gotta pay the punk rock tax basically what the fuck? i believe it's pronounced finerts finerts <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's kind of that way in new york like you know where there's like the city tax anytime you do something in the city you've got to pay that city tax yeah. Yeah. that's bummer it, it, the weird thing too is like you go on tour and then all of a sudden like you know, two years later you get hit like you know, Minnesota wants their fucking 375. It's like, what? And then St. <laughs> Louis. What? I got a court date in St. Louis. Yeah. I just had to call and be like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> like, it was for $17. Yeah, I know. It was like, it's crazy. For one show at this place called The Pageant, which is an awesome club, and everybody works there is rad, but it was like, I had to talk to like the the something commissioner on the phone for St. Louis County, where he's like, oh, he's like, no, yeah. He's like, when you perform in St. Louis County, you know, this is a tax you have to pay. And I was like, what the F? Yeah. I mean, this one time in 2007, in, in April 2000, if you played in April 2007, you have to pay the $7. Yeah. Everyone that, uh, yeah, you didn't know that? That's so weird. You could pay it over the phone right now with a debit or credit card, or you could come to court. <laughs> it was like $17. Like, uh, okay, I'm just going to pay it because what, yeah. I'm going to show up in court for a $300 plane ticket plus a hotel room <laughs> plus tra- travel expenses. Yeah. Like, okay, listen. <laughs> Fair enough, St. Louis. You got enough problems. Sick, Quit taxing dude. us. But yeah, that's it's it's amazing now. Like stuff that I didn't care about in my twenties. Right. You know, being on tour was like taxes, taxes, <laughs> schmaxes, whatever. <laughs> and then ten years later, the IRS is like, "Oh, here's your schmaxes." <laughs> um, and dealing with it, like you know, trying to get caught up and and everything, and, and you know, thumbs up to 
them at least being able to work with people about stuff instead of just throwing me in jail. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. But it's you know it's not like a, a huge amount of money. It wasn't like I'm making millions of dollars. It's just like. You know, if I filed my own taxes and realized that I'm off by like $5,000 after like 10 years of being off by $5,000 plus the interest, they're like, well, you kind of owe us like 70 grand. And it's like, hmm, okay. Well, how do you suggest I pay that back? Because I li- I'm on a budget. And they're like, well, you could give us $50 a month until you're 90. It's like, I'll take it. <laughs> Done. Done deal. $50 until I'm 90, no matter how much money I make. Oh, man. It's, 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 but that's the thing that people don't think about from like what we do for a living and stuff is that there's this whole other side of it that's the business side, the, the actual like real life side to it Mm -hmm. where you think about like, you know, suppose like my worries every day on tour are like getting to the show, setting up, performing, getting back and getting on to the next show to keep that, that wheel spinning. And then on the flip side of all that is like, filing all the correct forms and and filling out all the documentation and getting all the stuff taken care of, making sure that credit cards are paid and making sure that, you know, plane tickets are booked and rides are done and cars are coming and the mortgage is paid and all this stuff and doing it from like Malaysia or like, you know, Indonesia or any of these places where like sometimes when you're on tour, it's like the bank doesn't care if you're in Indonesia. They just want their money mm-hmm. and trying to explain to them like, no, look, I'm in the internet sucks trying to do that you know it's like the the weird stuff that now as a 40 year old like thinking about it is like fudge man like this is actually kind of a hard job totally i mean speaking of sort of the weird stuff like i i want to ask you frank i um you retweeted something i wrote like a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. and it was so many people were like retweeting it or like free, like my sister will do that stuff. And it was like nothing compared to like your reaction. And then I would like click on these people's profile and they're like, Frank tweeted at me on this date. Like this is like the most exciting. Yeah. Like I feel like you have such a fan base that is so into you still. I mean, how do you sort of navigate that? Like, cause obviously like that just seems to me like I would just be like, uh, like I would just get nervous. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't, you can't, you know, belabor everything that you're going to say or, or that you want to put out there with the thought that like, uh, you know, this many people are going to put that on their profile page. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Um, usually it's, it's really just a lot of like, you know, fart jokes and like stuff like that. <laughs> that I think is funny that Jonah wrote. I'll just tweet. Um, you know, it's, um. Uh, it's it's weird to me. Like, well, just uh, all right. So this summer, I recorded a record and um, out in California, and G came over and we had some coffee and stuff. And we had like we sat down, and we talked, and we we both said like, it's so strange to see like you know on tour like separately like these kids that'll come to shows and they're so young, you know. And James, you can I'm sure you can reiterate this. Like, you know, they're so young, like twelve. 13 some you know some factions of the crowd sure and it's like and they have like either my chem shirts on or like you know reggie shirts or like get a, and they're like they talk about how this music that they just found this music and um how much it means to them and it's that's insane to me that it's still um being discovered and um and you know well it goes back to what you just said about should it feel this way of like you being this 10 years down the road 
being this like level where they're using it as more like a like how Enemy would put Pink Floyd on the cover mm-hmm. of the magazine where they're like putting MCR like MCR ten like this nostalgic band where it's like but there's still kids who were That's two crazy. years old when Black Parade came out who now it's like their favorite record and they're discovering this whole you know it's like the gateway for them into checking out other stuff. Yeah, and it's it's nice because I know I got into music because, you know, through a very organic way of, like, you know, like older friends or, you know, friends, siblings, like, you know, giving me mixtapes and stuff like that and finding out about bands that I just didn't have an opportunity to see live or, or, or wasn't, you know, uh, privy to when, when their music came out. And now that's happening again with, with bands that I've been in, and, and it feels... Uh, surreal and at the same time really nice that uh, that the the art still is like you know living and breathing and growing you know and um, and yeah it's it's strange to to be both a current artist and and a class classic <laughs> artist it's really strange well, you know, what, to be in the band- does, what radio station oh, well, if you start hearing enough, like Pearl Jam and then Black Parade we're not old, yeah. and then like Nirvana well, then you know that right. you've crossed into that area yeah but now Actually. but it's different because I remember being this age and discovering like if I discovered stuff that was like kind of close to my dad's era but like wasn't all those fucking big name bands because mm-hmm. yeah, Pearl Jam that's like their dad's band you know what I mean right so they just they, they're after you because they think like that you're not you're, yeah, like, that's, that iconic you're different like, right. yeah and 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 I, and then they and they don't want the current shit that's being forced down their throat by like but I, yeah well I know it was because I did a cover story and follow up a couple of years ago and we were at what's it that vintage vinyl or oh, okay yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and these girls were I was like I'm gonna interview some some of these girls that are like crying and like see what they think and they're like this is so crazy we can't believe we met I was like oh, when did you get into them they're like two years ago <laughs> and I was like this is making such a huge impact on you and this is like in the trajectory of this band like you are coming in so late in the game yeah. but like you are so young like of course but that to me like really blew my mind because i was like all their big songs you probably don't even know about like you probably you know like it was just so weird i was like two years really and they're like yes this yeah that's insane but when you're 12 i guess two years is like that's huge that's your lifetime yeah yeah, Yeah. totally so i mean who's to say like you know by the time they hit you know 15 they're like oh fuck that (laughs) well no that's exactly what it is they've moved on to like you know Now Leather mouth. Yeah. Um, the thing when you were talking about the Twitter thing, uh-huh. I was going to look up that tweet, that kid in the UK who was like, so I told my mom that I'm friends with you guys and that I'm going to stay. Oh, that was so weird. like a little kid. Yeah. What did it say? This- All right. So this little kid uh, hit us up and was like, Death uh, was coming to, to the UK. I told my mom that I'm friends with you. Uh, can I go to the show and then stay with you on the bus? I need like yeah, a place to stay because he was too young to be at the show that late. Yeah, but if she told oh, him. Then you wrote back and you're like, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah, <laughs> fucking definitely not. <laughs> like, I went yeah. in writing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure yeah. Like, this needs to be documented. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I think I, I, you know, included the local police force. In, yeah, yeah well, the, just so you know, <laughs> no one is staying on our bus. It's, 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 it's so amazing. Weird like the, the amount of kids that camp out it's awesome I, a show. Like, dude i have never done that for anyone yeah i haven't either so you've never, never right? really liked no. any band <laughs> you've <laughs> never really loved well, a band frank okay well here's the thing <laughs> here's the thing when i grew up going to shows if you wanted to get to the front of the show if you wanted to get to the front of the stage whether you showed up eight hours 24 hours 
two minutes before doors, you got to the front of stage if you wanted to get there bad enough. This these days, like the kids that camp out, they get to the front of the stage, and there's this like hierarchy. Like they don't let anyone else to the front. Like no. we were here. This is our fucking spot, and it's like a, it's new to me. I never. I was like, well, why don't you just push it like forward, like whatever, right? And it's like, no, that shit don't happen. <laughs> like it's not allowed. And they back each other up. Yeah, yeah. they no, have they each other's back. Each like, other like, we were number one. They were number eight. They're number seven. Get the fuck back. It's oh, like man. it's crazy. It's so funny. Like I feel like I'm like, is there somewhere I can sit? No. Is there something I can lean against? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Like where can yeah, no one touch yeah, me? Yeah. Like I don't know how you can camp out and then get to the front of stage. Sorry, and then not pee. What was it? Was Birmingham where the the, the club people were like, this is not a safe neighborhood. Yeah. They're like, this this is not a good place for these, like, 13, 14-year-old kids to be sleeping in sleeping bags on the street. Jesus. They're like, but at least there's, like, a hundred of them. Right. So it's not really, like, somebody. They're tough as so nails, like, man. street guy's going to come in and be like, give me your, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm outnumbered I can't by take this all of it. gang of kids with black eyeliner. Like, <laughs> okay. It's amazing. But you guys look more like criminals than I do. <laughs> I just, I give them so much credit, man. Like, I, I. I know, especially at this part, <laughs> this point in my life, there's no way I could I could do that. I wouldn't be able to survive it. But we like, should have done it for like like no. more years. Who would you have done <laughs> if if at any point you would have done that? Who would it have been for? Do you think? Oh man, I, I honestly I don't think I would do it for anyone. The other day, my my kids were like, <laughs> <laughs> my kids were like, let's have a camp out uh, in the living room, and like you know we'll all sleep on the floor and like camp out like. You fucking, you guys are nuts, right? Like, <laughs> we have beds. Why, why would we do this? So we did it, and I wanted to kill myself for like <laughs> fucking a week. I was like, why would I? I will never do this again, ever. I was, ne- I camped out once with my father, and we both wanted to kill each other. And he knew it was. You don't my- like it? Oh, it's, it's the fucking worst. It's the worst. <laughs> what do you mean? What? what why it's do I so have a house? Nice. I have a house because I don't want to ever sleep outside. But it's, it's, you go there to appreciate your house. I guess you appreciate your no, house. No, I appreciate much my faster. house. I love my house. I love, I love it. camping. You, well, I haven't I'm, done it since like that's good for you. Since probably since I was like, <laughs> take I my to, kids because they want to go. Stock in Iowa. In like Fuck that. Nineteen ninety six. No, D Light, and uh, they canceled, so we left. I'm. Yeah, I I have the utmost respect for like homeless people and like and people that have to do it you know the people that do it on their like bear grills and shit like that like bear grills <sighs> faking i don't well less from survivor man he that's actually, the real deal well whether he's faking or not he still drank his pee and that's enough for me <laughs> like i think if you know oh he made a pee still he made a pill yeah 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 oh it's so weird it's weird I don't, it was it's, cold pressed i think that's <laughs> it was cold pressed, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, it's part of the table yeah <laughs> right yeah uh, that's cold the pressed pee. Oh, but think of that somewhere in the world, someone is probably making some kind of fucked up coffee drink with like cold pressed, filtered piss. Dude, like- when I was in <laughs> Vietnam, the big thing there was that that coffee beans were like some kind of animal, like eats the, the it, shits it, it, it out, yeah. and then it was oh, like yeah. super- coffee and not uh, what is it called? It's called remember. shit coffee. Kofi? Yeah, it was like they're like only in this one area are these muskrats or whatever mm-hmm. that shit this coffee, and it's supposed <laughs> to be the best. Co- I bought a bag of it. And it was like How super expensive. Yeah, and then I got expensive. home and I was like, yeah, this tastes like coffee. 
I'm not a real. I feel like even with like nice wine or nice coffee and stuff, I'm just like, yeah, this tastes like the thing that I like. Right. I'm not like, oh my god. Ryan from the Get Up Kids owns a coffee shop in Lawrence, Kansas, and now he okay. has a which I'll plug. It's called Bourgeois Pig. It's also a bar. It's actually really fun to go to. I'm sure it is. But uh, then now he has a a coffee bean like a roastery in Lawrence. Really? Um, he also has a bar here. I. I well, right? that was Robbie had part of Lake Street. Oh, right, Lake Street, right. Um, but uh, I'm trying to remember the name of Ryan's Bean Company. Oh, I'm a fucking asshole. God, friend. I can't think of a Get Up Kids bean pun, and it's destroying, right. yeah. it's destroying uh, my soul. Repetition is the repetition. name of his, okay. uh, his coffee company. So you can look that up, kids. Which is a really good name for if for you're trading out coffee well, beans. Yeah, because oh. yeah, it's just this, right? He um, think about that. <laughs> but so he would bring these crazy contraptions on tour, like where I went to Walmart and bought a ten dollar coffee maker because I was like, I just want fucking coffee. Right. Like if I'm driving or I've got to get up and do stuff, like I don't want to wait twenty minutes for a cup of coffee. Right. I mean, it's the coffee's good. It's it's delicious that he makes, but at the same time, like, I'm drinking it for the caffeine. I'm not savoring the flavor. Like, and he made me a cup of really nice coffee one day, and I immediately put cream and sugar in it. And he was like, <laughs> No! Yeah. Like, you just ruined it. And it was like, I mean, I just made it taste good. It's <laughs> like, No, you ruined it. It was like, No, like, I made it taste good. It's like, Dude, I got to go back up and drive. Like, this is a utility drink. I'm not going to sip this and drive. Like, I'm going to slam this and go try to finish four more hours of driving this bandwagon. Like, we did, Matt Ewan did a tour with this band Silver Snakes uh, on the West Coast, and they were like the biggest, super great band, but super coffee snobs. And it was mm-hmm. so, we were late to every show because they would want to go to like a fancy coffee place. Wow, and I'd be tour, like, get a And wait for yeah. it to like, <laughs> yeah, drip yeah, yeah. Down they had to the drink at a certain temperature. Beaker. And I'd be like, there's a Starbucks over there. Do you want to just go there? And they'd be like, are you fucking serious? Oh. <laughs> I was like, sorry. No, seriously. Are you fucking yeah, serious? They would be so offended. <laughs> Yeah, I get the work. I get real shitty looks when I bring yeah. Starbucks back oh, on the man. bus. Yeah, or it's like I'll walk up with an iced vanilla latte, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> "I was like, I interviewed them for this coffee thing that never came out. And I was like, what do you guys think of Starbucks?' And they're like, "Good bathrooms." <laughs> that was it. Uh, that's amazing. Nice. Yeah. But I've I've been so happy that Starbucks is all over the world. Oh, dude, God. As, I mean, I'll, given the choice, I'll take the local spot if they make good coffee. But the truth is, is like I remember when. Coffee sucked everywhere. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like all yeah. you had like was like, especially like in New York, where you had deli coffee or fucking diner Those cups coffee with the cards on them. Yeah, it <laughs> looked great, but fucking tasted like ass. You know, yeah, just tasted like fucking muddy water. And that shit know? has not changed at delis. It is no, still that. They haven't, they haven't stepped up their game at all. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm all all for the Starbucks being able to get a decent cup. Well, yeah, everywhere. like in, you know. Like at Europe and like Australia and stuff, where they have like Australia's coffee game is amazing because they just have yeah. so much good coffee. But when but you're how there, do they not this, have the Wi-Fi down. What the fuck? <laughs> they do. They just don't tell you. What? I swear to God, no, because they do. Like, how do Australian kids on Twitter and Facebook like they do have Wi-Fi? There, I, don't know, I think they send those out like a month. But they in just advance. don't want anybody else to use it. It's weird. They charge you like thirty five dollars a day at a hotel, really, to yeah. use Wi Fi, and it's like it's the, the slowest, slowest shittiest Wi Fi. Yeah, and yeah. when you're on like a, a festival tour, you're at like eighty bands are all at the same Hilton hotel, right? And it's all Americans who are like all trying to get online at the same time, so it's not going to happen. You're better off going to like an internet cafe and sitting there with all the gamers, yeah, and doing that. But they now that they have Starbucks finally in, in like Sydney and stuff. It's like you're on a summer tour. Like you wake up and it's 102 degrees outside, and you're walking outside. It's like the first thing you. I'm not really. I want a cold coffee. Yeah. And you can go like some of the local spots now have really gotten into cold press and doing all that. But for a little bit, it was just you're getting a hot 
Like you're getting a latte or you're getting a cappuccino or a flat white or something, and it's going to be hot as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it sucks to drink in the summertime sometimes. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, you get iced coffee. This is wonderful. Yeah. Thanks, Starbucks. Especially, Finally. Especially when you need it because you're a fucking addict. <laughs> well, there used to be the people that walked around on Warp Tour back in like 2005 oh, yeah. who used to do uh, the they iced coffee. Strike Anywhere did it for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they would have the iced coffee truck and they would just wheel it around and it was like every day, like clockwork, you could get a really delicious iced coffee instead man. of having to drink hot coffee off the bus or, yeah. or, or find somewhere. soda. Hanson soda. Oh, 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 I forgot about Yoo-hoo? the Hanson soda. <laughs> remember the crates of you yes. that just sit in the we sun just talked all about day? <laughs> we were talking about this the other day. Do you oh. remember that band Tree Fort? Uh-uh. They were on Warped Tour one year and they would... I talked about this. I just talked about this on the podcast, but they would pound Yoohoo, and because it has so much milk and it, it would make you throw up. And every day <laughs> they would just chug like a bunch of free cans of Yoohoo and then throw up. Put one of their members in a garbage can, and they would all throw up Yoohoo on them. Oh, <laughs> and I would go, and I would. I was like 22 oh. and I did my first Warped Tour for AP. It's 2002, and I would go watch it every day. I'd be like. <laughs> I was with Aaron Wilson. I'd be like, I have to take a break. And I would like see the set times and I would go and I'd watch these guys like throw up on someone. And I'd be like, oh, I'm going to get lunch now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But also, they also had, remember, they had the water in the cans. Oh, yeah. And it worse, just man. had this weird like metallic y yeah. like. They were doing that yes. again. Where did they just do that again where they gave out water in cans? Oh, man. Is it like. <laughs> it's like, it seems to be like a festival thing. I don't, yeah. It's like so that well, everybody. Vans made the water in the cans. Like, well, Monster did it, didn't they? Yeah, it was Monster. Was it Monster? It was yeah, Monster. So, like, it would, oh, yeah. and oh then, that's like, right. It was and then Monster's once in a while, you think you're yeah. getting a water and it would be this yeah. like, sweet energy oh, yeah. drink. You'd be like, ugh. No. <laughs> oh, when they started <laughs> putting out. When Monster started making the, the energy coffee. Oh, God. Coffee, they, like, yeah. We were on that Lincoln Instant Park diarrhea. tour. <laughs> yeah, that, that we were on that, that we were on the Project Revolution with Lincoln Park, and like the monster people gave us. I think Bob like liked it because he, he loved Red Bulls. So <laughs> he, much. Loved diarrhea so much. <laughs> <laughs> he loves diarrhea. He loves diarrhea. But he had him like drop off just cases. Like our whole bay was just full of these cases of monster coffee drinks. And at some point, you know, I think I'd probably drank. I'd at least tried every single flavor, just to be like one of them's got to be okay. Yeah, and it's just. Weird because it was like, oh, this is so gross. This is like, so extreme. Yeah. <laughs> and then I you had to like jump it. a dirt bike. Yeah, and yeah. like <laughs> one minute sitting on a couch, pop the top of this can, and all of a sudden, like <laughs> just pounding Doritos and yeah. driving Doritos fucking dirt bikes, and, like, wakeboarding yeah. at the same time. <laughs> Some kind of sick one eighty yeah. back back flippy. You got sunglasses on the back of your head. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> listening to. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, the scanning. <laughs> After this, I gotta show you something really, really. Funny. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> it's the fun, you know. It's it's fun when we get to go on tour together, especially with like death spells now because there's no one there. <laughs> yeah, imagine this: me and James on a bus. That's it. <laughs> And Frank's our, our, our manager for Dustbills, Paul, who's uh, from Belfast, who's got the best accent and the most amazing voice, and he's hilarious twenty four hours a day. And he like we're sitting on this bus and there's no one on it; it's basically <laughs> empty. And it's like this is awesome. You can change bunks, every run day. back and forth. <laughs> yeah, run back and forth. Can make a mess. No, I mean you know that's great. Yeah, that one kid that his parents didn't love him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
that I've met on Twitter? No. <laughs> we had to do that once with a fan, where like a fan entered a contest and had to, and I was saying it was on Warp Tour. Oh, and she geez. had to come ride with us for like three that, days. What? With new fans? Three no, days? With Reggie. With Reggie? Yeah, wait, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. This is not a good idea. <laughs> I thought that was a good idea. I think my old manager, Alex. It's like, it a, something it's just like a vice contest. <laughs> well, it was like, I mean, she had a blast. And the weird thing. Of course she did. Oh, it was only one day. It was one. We changed it to one day because it, it was a girl who was like 19. <laughs> so I, it was like. <laughs> Frank is I know. being very disapprovingly. No, I know. Dude, but she had a really good time. <laughs> um, everybody was pretty okay with it. Like. And she was actually really cute, which made it even harder because it was like, oh, this is going to be so bad. This is going to ruin the band. And I remember having to sit down people in the band and being like, all right, no funny business at all. No, That's like, like a challenge. No, Oh, that was the thing. It was more of a challenge for the people in the band and crew. Yeah, look out like, for Steve Looker. Well, Steve was actually a gentleman. Yeah, I can see that. He was very, very nice. Everybody was super nice. And she was a lot of fun. And she ended up having a really good time. And I, at, when it was done, she like left. It was like, oh, can unclench like everything. It's like, oh, thank God, because this easily now. Like, I mean, it seems like every year on like Warp Tour, there's a lawsuit. Totally about someone's, you know, like. You ever see like those episodes of Looney Tunes where it's that big bulldog and he has to take care of this little kitten? Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm picturing. <laughs> well, you know, it's Warp Tour is a hard tour to be on in the first place. Totally, it, like you really. I was talking to Fat Mike about this in uh, Denver because it was like, are you going to do Warp Tour next year? And he was like, no. And he was like, are you going to do it? And he was like, I don't I said I'd only do it if you do it. Just because, like, you've got to have people in our age bracket because I can't walk around with, like, 22-year-olds. I don't know and how every time I die does it. Every I don't either, man. They stick to themselves. Like, yeah, there's enough of sense. them there. Like, they're in their own little camp, their own mm-hmm. little world because everything else you go out to is just like a... Didn't TBS do it last year or... I think the year before. year before. But you got to think like that's the kids that are going like, I mean, it is a, it's, it's amazing to do at least once as a musician. Oh yeah. It's like, but it is, it will make or break you because even the bus driver we just had on the tour was talking about how Warped Tour like ruined his life. Yeah. <laughs> he's a bus driver. Yeah. Like, he was like, yo, my marriage fell apart. Bus, yeah. His marriage fell like the mm. bus company. Just, no that's one terrible. can prepare you for Warped Tour. No, it was I like, did. What? Like you drive, <laughs> like you're. And he's like, no, you. Yeah, just, but he drove the Trojan bus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> the Trojan bus. <laughs> like, okay, like that's yeah, it. There like, you go. There's a Trojan bus on Warp Tour, and there's not going to be any trouble. <laughs> it's okay. Everybody's got condoms on. <laughs> there's no trouble. <laughs> All right. Thank you to Despels for <laughs> yeah, coming for by. Sure. That was good. That was really fun, man. Those yes. guys, I mean, they're both awesome. Yeah, they're great dudes. And it's a pretty easy podcast. Yes. And they have stuff to talk about, and they're interesting and fun. It's true. As you as you know, because you just heard it. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, if you enjoyed that podcast, uh, well, first of all, pick up the Despels record, Nothing Above, Nothing Below. It's out now. Uh get Frank's new record from Frank Era and the Patients, Parachutes. Um, get uh, buy the Get Up Kids records or uh, Reginald Full Effect records to support James. 
and oh and frank and james were in this band called my chemical romance you should check them out <laughs> very obscure band <laughs> their album the black parade just celebrated its 10th anniversary so it might you, be hard to find if you can find this obscure <laughs> album by this very unknown band you'll be really you'll be the coolest kid on your block yeah yeah tell tell people about it <laughs> um but yeah if you can find that check out check out this band my chemical romance um they're they're pretty good uh what else if you want to support this podcast after you supported all these bands you can do that too sure going off track.com going off track.com you can donate money to us to pay for our server costs for this free podcast you can also leave us a nice review on itunes you can tweet at us you can send us cookies you can hire brad you can (laughs) hire me yeah, really, dude. You're the one that's. Uh... <laughs> you can hire me to write something. Um, if you're interested in what I've been re- working on, you can follow me on Twitter. My name is Jonah. I usually post all my writing stuff there. I also have a website, jonahbear.com, that needs to be updated, but maybe I'll update it so that by the time this comes out, you can see all my fun stuff. And if you have, you know, he. Jonah obviously is a music journalist who reviews a lot of stuff. So if you have any new Christmas album compilations coming out, please send. To Jonah Bear, 33 East 11th Street. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait to hear your awesome cover of Jingle Bell Rock. I'm sure it's really great. It's just what I want to hear. <laughs> thanks for that, Brad. All right. Um, thanks here. to Frank and James for coming by, and we'll be back with more podcast fun next week. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.